Hey friends, thank you for pressing play and tuning into Women in Transition. I am your host, Tia Davidson, and you're invited to join me every week for transparent storytelling about life, love, and business. Get ready to laugh, to feel inspired, and challenged to get out of your comfort zone. We are all adjusting to this world of perfection experts doing it for the gram, when in real life, we're just out here trying to figure out what to do and how to do it. Hang on to our adult relationships, find the balance between side hustle and nine to five, and adjust to our new identities in marriage and parenthood. Each episode, I will help you see the growth and possibility in what's next. Are you in position for the next transition? Let's get into the show. Are you an entrepreneur who needs some encouragement from time to time, but you're tired of listening to boring affirmations that put you to sleep? I understand. That's why I created something we can bounce to. My name is Z and I want to invite you to download my album, Crowned Affirmations, the ultimate soundtrack of encouragement for entrepreneurs. Crowned Affirmations is helping so many of us stay the course. Stream Crowned Affirmations on all digital music outlets today. Welcome back to Women in Transition with Tia Davidson. I am your host, and today I have a special guest joining me by the name of Jennifer, who is an elopement and pop-up wedding planner who has taken over the Dallas wedding planning industry by offering unconventional weddings and vow renewals. She specializes in making every single couple feel like they are the only couple that matters. She is also a wife of 10 years come July, a boy mom to two boys, and she juggles a full-time business, running her household, and she works a full-time job. That's a lot, Jennifer. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show. Please tell the people who you are as a woman in transition. My name is Jennifer, like you stated, Tia. Thanks so much for having me. And I'm a woman in transition from wearing every single hat of my business to trusting others to do things as well. And that is so hard. (laughs) I I can only imagine. I I wanted to share your story because like many of us, COVID has affected us all in more ways than one, but you're a businesswoman. So it not only affects your home life, but also your business life and it forces you to pivot. But before we get into that part, please catch the people up. I know because I've uh, featured you before on the Millennial Wives Club blog, and I learned that you and your husband met on MySpace. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And you're about to celebrate 10 years of marriage. Yes. Check oh the my DMs. <laughs> yes. Congratulations. Like from Thank the DM you. to 10 years later. Yes. So yes. let's catch the audience up on how you got married five days after your proposal. Yes. Well, for, first of all, let me just say that for years we lied to people about how we met because first, who meets on my face? I mean, it was the creepiest thing ever. And I had not used my space in years. And oh. I do not know, me and my best friend were talking about it. And I literally like was like, I'm about to update my MySpace profile. And I logged in and I was like, this is so silly. And I remember getting a message from my husband. And 
literally that was on a Saturday. We went on our first date that next day on Sunday. And as of that Wednesday, like we were together every single day, basically from that point forward until we, we got married and here we are, July will be 10 years, Yeah. Uh, two kids, uh, seven and, and five about to be six. And it's insane to think about it. Like yes. we met on the internet. <laughs> yes. I guess I, I, it's not a shocker to me because you know, I met my husband on right. Twitter. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, definitely. I, I definitely support the online, you know, situation. Yes, yes. Just never know. Don't you don't afraid. need a dating app. <laughs> no, and do not be afraid to open up the messages and read them and give people a chance. You know, my husband is three years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. And from the day I met him, well, our second date, he was like, we're going to get married. And I'm like, Dude, you don't gotta do all that to try to get some of this. Like you don't have to, you don't have to do all of that. And so, but he he is just such an intentional person mm. and always has been. And if I have been caught up in those hangups of I'm not answering no DM, don't don't DM me. I would have never met literally the love of my life. Yes. Oh yeah. That's such a good story. So, so you got married, but I mean, well, you, you, he proposed to you and you got married five days after. Yes. So tell us about that. Definitely not my, not the dream that you grow up thinking, oh man, I can't wait to go to city hall and get, and and get married. Um, he was leaving. We found out in May that he was going to be deploying, um, to Africa. And so he went to California and he came back in July and he was going to have nine days at, at home. Okay. And so during that time, um, it was just really for us to spend some time together before he left. Um, I had was not thinking that we were about to get engaged or I- anything. Or even if I did think, you know, we were going to get engaged, I would have never thought that we were going to get married. Like that did not cross my mind. Um, and he proposed and it was the sweetest thing. We went to a restaurant and he had given the, um, the camera to, to the waiter. Aww. And so the people in the restaurant already knew. And then he proposed and everybody just started clapping and he got down on, on one knee. So it literally was the sweetest thing. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. And he had this hotel room booked and like oh my gosh. The, the next day he's very romantic. And so I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, well, if we're doing all this for our engagement, like the wedding is about to be lit, you know, like this is, this is about to be a whole, a whole situation. And so we sat down and we had the conversation and he was just like, you know, if something was to happen to me while I'm gone, um, you're just my fiance like you have no legal claim to anything if something wants to happen and so I'm like well first of all why would you say that like now I'm I'm thinking like oh my god he's about to die like <laughs> exactly I'm like why would you say that and so I told my mom and I'm like and he said you know and she was like Jennifer he's he's right you know y'all plan on getting married so what would be the big deal if y'all, you know, got married now? And I'm like, okay. So I started like looking online, trying to find a company that could like marry us at the last minute. 
because I did not want to go to City Hall. Like, I just did not. And I could not find anybody at that time. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're going to have to go to City Hall. So the same clothes he wore to propose in, except now his shirt wasn't tucked in. He, he just was, he just had the outfit on. I went to Walmart, bought a little dress, off, off a little white dress off the rack. And we went to City Hall and we got married. And literally four hours later, um, he left for the appointment. And um, when we got there, the judge was like, did you know that your his, his birthday is 3589 uh-huh. and my birthday is 6586? And he's like, did you know that, that both of those equal what is it, 104, 100 and something, but whatever it is, both of our birthdays add up to be the same thing. And so I was like, you know, I hope that means that we're going to be 97. So both of our birthdays at 3589 and and 6586 both equal 97. And so the judge, like, as he was sitting there, he just added that up. And he was just like, oh, I've never seen that before. And I'm like, well, that means we're going to be married for 97 years. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We got married four hours later. He left for deployment. And that is my first day of my first year of marriage. Oh, my gosh. That is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that, that, that was it. So your husband was employed after you got married and you were keeping yourself busy planning yes. the most epic wedding ever. Yes. Mm-hmm. So walk us through that experience and tell us how that inspired you to start your business. I realized very early on um, that I don't like to use the word expensive or um, out of budget. I like to say that I didn't place a value on what the wedding industry offered. So mm-hmm. for me, these is these expensive venues or the how much floral costs and that sort of thing. I don't place that as a, on my list of priorities and what I view as being an important thing to spend my money on. So it's not that it was expensive. It's just I didn't, you know, I could not get behind it. And so um, I just kept trying to plan. I'm like, okay, we, we, we can do some do-it-yourself and we can kind of do this. And I realized, girl, you can't do it yourself because I am not, I am creative, but mm-hmm. I am not crafty. Okay. Like those beautiful flowers behind you, did, did you make those? Yes. Okay, baby, no. <laughs> that would have never happened over here. You see my wall? Okay, great. Um, that would have never happened here because if I couldn't have purchased them that way, they would not have been made. I am not a glue and scissors girl. So um, I applaud you because that is super cute. <laughs> and that is not my thing. And so we just kind of, I kept trying to plan and plan and plan. And um, when he came home from deployment, I was no closer to planning than I was when he left. I put like a deposit down on a venue but then, like, the amount of money it would have t- taken to, like, transform this empty space yeah. um, would have just been insane for what we valued. Because the sad part is, not necessarily say sad, but what I like to tell couples is that when you get married, you're married. Mm-hmm. So for people that say, oh, well, I'll do something small now, and I won't really worry about it, and I'll do something big later, it's kind of like, 
having sex. Like you can't take that back. Like you can't right. say right. Play with a little bit now. And then, no, like it's over with. And you want to make that first experience the best experience that you possibly can. And I think that because we went to City Hall, the truth of the matter was that we were already married. No matter how I tried to dress it up afterwards or get excited about it, we were already married. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh. And so year after year, I was like, okay, we can do something for our five year anniversary. Yeah. Um, and by this by this point, we have two kids. And so I'm like, we're paying for daycare. And y'all don't have kids yet. Um, but let me tell you, um, daycare is a whole mortgage payment. When you have two, our kids are 19 months apart. Oh um, so Keep that in mind. Yes. Um, also, keep in mind the month that you have your child, because if your child is born after September 1st, they cannot start school to the next year. So that's a whole nother year of daycare oh for gosh. our December baby that we had. Um, so just be mindful of that. When, oh, I will. When, when I, t- I take all the notes. Yeah. Hit that yes. September 1st before if, if you possibly get. <laughs> okay, I'll try. Uh, but we definitely just... Um, as time went on, mm-hmm. I finally was just like, okay, let me stop trying to, because I could, at, at this point, I really couldn't justify that expense at, at this point at yeah. all, because we had two small kids, right. but I still wanted something, yeah. um, and I just finally was like, you know what, I want to create a business for that will allow other couples to get married and not have to sacrifice having something nice like your only option shouldn't be city hall or vegas like it has to be some type of medium Mm -hmm. it has to be something for people that wanted to just be the two of them or just like them and their parents like it has to be something without you being locked into this well a lot of a lot of a lot of venues have like a 50 person minimum Mm -hmm. because in order for them to effectively be able to pay their staff, cut the lights on, open up the door. Like they, they need you to pay so much money. Mm-hmm. And so it had to have been something in between. And that is truly how um, our company was born. So how did you even take, like, I always ask people like, cause you know, people have weddings and they feel like, Oh, I, pl- I did this DIY wedding all myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm about to, you know, I could plan another event, but then yeah. they don't actually do it. So mm-hmm. how did you literally take this personal experience, which I think is amazing that you even, <laughs> you know, thought about, you know, other people who may have shared this same experience that you did right. and then like turn it into an actual business. Did you have to do any research and what motivated you to actually do it? Did you like have uh, friends or family like say, girl, you can start your own business or was this just like you just doing it on your own? No, it definitely was just me doing it on my own. So at this point I was doing photography. Okay. And so I was like, you know what? I could, I was trying to figure out how I could marry people at the, and take their pictures at the same time. Okay. And, and so, um, I had the idea in 2015 and I didn't launch until 2017 because it took me that long, number one, to kind of get over the fear of what I was trying to do. I didn't see anybody else, you know, necessarily doing that. And so it's just, 
when we first started, we, we, we were literally marrying couples strictly at like local parks. Like it, it was a more of a situation where I had our very first couple, she, um, I knew I wanted to, to, to do it. So I had my parents, they, my mom bought a wedding dress. My dad put on the tux. Like we went and did like a style photo shoot of the two of them because I am not a fan of um, stock photography for businesses. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal preference. Mm-hmm. I um, agree. Because I, I, I want people to see what, what we do, yes. um, not, what, not what we could do, you know, because yes. technically that's what somebody else did. You know what yep. I'm saying? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I totally um, understand. <laughs> so I have my parents, like my parents were like, no, we support you. We, my mom was like, great. Like, cause they went to Vegas when they got married. And so they got married in like shorts and t-shirts. And so, um, this was their opportunity. Um, we like went through the whole ceremony, the vow renewal, like whole, whole nine. So now I have pictures from my website. I built, I built my website. I got it all up, got my parents up there, made these packages. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to say anything yet. Like I, I need to still get some courage and yeah. I had a, a bride call me and say that she was looking for someone that could take their pictures at city hall and somebody referred her to me mm-hmm. and so I said oh okay well I would love to I said um she said that they had a venue but they were a same-sex couple and that the venue decided that they did not want them to get married there because they were a same-sex couple and so she said so now our only option is to go to city hall and so um, I was like, well, I kind of started this business and um, we can marry you. Like we can figure out like what type of park y'all wanted to get ma- married at. And I mean, I could still do your pictures. We can marry you. We have an officiant, which was my mom at the time um, because we had small kids. So my husband would stay home with the kids while I would go out and, and do my photo shoots. And so um, I, my mom got ordained. Like, everybody was all in. Right. Like, they were like, cool, like, bet. Like, what do you need for us to yes. do? And um, my mom, like, I had a pre-made logo off Etsy. And my mom, like, gave me the money to buy the logo. Huh. And it, it was just literally, like, it all came to together. And she kind of, the lady, um, she kind of paused. And I was like, oh, my God, I bet she probably thinking this is so stupid. But she was crying. And she was just like, I thought that the only option I had at this point was to get married at City Hall. She was like, yes. So our very first wedding was at Clyde Warren Park. And they literally have referred two other couples to us. Um that actually got married they referred tons of people but two other couples um have come to to us and got married because of them um and that literally was the start of our business so february 2017 was our the start of our business and that and it literally like that's how it came and we've been rolling ever since that is the most beautiful <laughs> brand story I've ever heard. Really, like I'm low key, like woohoo, like fanning my eyes over here with the whole, like the everything, like how you started, you know, with your mom and you know, giving them that experience, and yeah. then you know, 
Oh my God. This is it so is. great. That is it was meant to be. <laughs> it was definitely meant to be. That's what I was about to say. That sounds ordained. Like that was yeah. definitely supposed to happen. And I I love what you're doing and you. know what you're providing to other people. So you mentioned that you're not creative, but yeah. <laughs> Who comes no, I'm, up? I'm not crafty. Oh, okay. Right, right. Okay. You're not crafty. Gotcha. But who do you come up with the creative ideas for the pop-up weddings? Or do people have to like kind of have an idea already of what they want? No. So basically the way that it works is like I just kind of put it out out there. Like, hey, would anybody like I if I had it my way. We would marry couples at Target, at the gas station, like at Walmart, I mean, everywhere on the trampoline. Like, because I just feel like everybody's love is so different. Mm -hmm. And we partner with venues so that you can still kind of have that traditional feel. Like, if you want to get married, we have like a rooftop package or like a traditional space or the Dallas Arboretum. Like, so we, by us not being venue owners, we have the ability to offer a little bit of something for everybody's needs. But then we come across those couples that are truly down for whatever. And it's like, hey, would you like to get married at a coffee shop? Yes. Oh, guess what? The news is coming. And then now their vow renewal is on on the news. We've married couples live on Good Morning Texas in their pajamas. Um, at the Texas Legends basketball game, um, literally with at Waterburger, you know, at, yeah. it's like at the State Fair of Texas. So I love when couples come to me and say, hey, like we are high school sweethearts. Like we would love to get married on the steps of our high school. I'm like, bet, let's do that. Yeah. But it's like we kind of, we'll send the emails out to our, um, our email list and say, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, send us your ideas of super creative elopements for a chance to win um, a free elopement. So like if somebody comes with like a super creative idea that we feel like would be really good content, Mm -hmm. then we will offer them um, a free elopement with just the, the two of them. Just because it's something that has a possibility of going viral and that and that sort of thing, and so um, and it allows us to have complete creative control over the day mm-hmm. uh, be, because we are offering it for free. Mm-hmm. So exactly. anybody listening to this, if you got something wild and crazy, you looking for to get married or even renew your vows, let's do it. And don't think that you have to wait until you're like, oh maybe in my five year or maybe in my pink you can renew your vows every single day if you want to because it's your life it's your love that's and however y'all see fit let's work it out so yeah I love that. I'm, <laughs> look, I'm gonna be over here thinking of some. Let's ideas. go. Let's do it. I'm so serious. <laughs> I have to think of whatever my most outlandish ideas are, and, and like, I'm gonna be like, "Bet." <laughs> <laughs> so do okay. So in the beginning, you mentioned like you know part of your transition is you know growing a team, yeah, and going from yourself to growing a team. How, has it been harder to let go a little bit and trust your team to carry out your mission? And what exactly, I guess, have you been comfortable with with letting your team operate? It's so hard because 
my this business is my baby. Mm-hmm. We booked almost 130 weddings. I think we're like 129. Oh, and wow. of those one of those 129, we probably married 120, maybe 10 people at, at this point. And the rest are still coming for the rest of this year. I've probably missed three weddings. Oh wow. So it's hard because I do all the communicating with the couples b- b- beforehand. Mm-hmm. I do, you know, I'm in, I'm invested in them. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I want to be there. I want to see it all play out. I want to see these people in person that I've had the opportunity to talk to and, mm-hmm. you know, see how they interact. And I'm just learning that in order to grow at the rate that I want us to grow and at the rate that we are growing, um, we had nine weddings last month and tomorrow makes num- this month, tomorrow makes number nine. I've been at eight. And so, and it's just, and the only reason I wasn't at one is because they were happening at the same time. And I was in Austin for one. And so my husband had to do the one here. Oh. And I'm realizing that I like the creative piece of what our business is. I like the back end work of making sure schedules and timelines and everything is said and working with the couples on their vows, um, but just kind of open it up more to allowing my team to kind of run the show because our business is pretty straightforward. Um, And when when we interact with couples very quickly, we learn like if they would be a good fit for for us mm-hmm. um, because we are not a traditional wedding planning company. So you're not picking linens, picking back backdrops, going to cake tastings and that and that sort of thing. It literally is you pick your location, your date, your start time, you show up. End of discussion. Like there, like there's nothing else that you have to do, and that's the purpose of it. Mm-hmm. And so COVID has been interesting because you have a lot of brides that are coming in that planned a big wedding. Now their plans are having to shift. Mm-hmm. And so they're still in that mind frame of um, they're used to, well, I went on venue tours and I went on this and I went on that. And we don't, we don't do that. Okay. We took the, uh, we took the approach of, let's say for instance, you and, you, you and your husband were going to Mexico to go get married. Mm-hmm. The odds of the two of you flying to Mexico, checking out venues, going back home, saying, mm-hmm. you know what, I want to go see that venue again. And then flying back out to, to, to Mexico, you're not going to do it. You're going to base your choice off of the pictures that you see, reading reviews of other couples, um, and just the overall vibe that you get from the people that you talk to that have the potential to plan your wedding. And as a working mom of two kids, Mm -hmm. there was no way that I could do venue tours just running around town because that's what I was doing at at first. And I would never hear from these people uh, again. And so it would be like a wasted day. And I'm like, you know what? Let me kind of take on the approach of a resort in the sense of let me provide you with all the information that you need. Tons of pictures, everything that's included so that from the comfort of your own home, you can make the decision about what your day looks like because everybody's time is valuable. I know when I shop, 
I want to be, I don't want to have to wait for a response from somebody. Right. Like, I just want to know. Right. Don't tell me to DM you for no pricing. Don't tell me, <laughs> check my inbox. Like, no. What is your website? Like, I just want to look at, at, at your website. So dealing with the back end of all of that, mm-hmm. it's just opened it up to me being able to create a space as far as growing my team Mm-hmm. to be able to employ more African-American women because that is my goal. I want to create the largest network of Black female officiants. I want us to be a force to be reckoned with when you need a wedding. We got it under control and we show up, you know, that it is a, a professional sit- situation. We are dressed to the nines. Like you will have the best experience that you can possibly have. And just teaching other women um, how they can be a part of that and get that going is definitely the plan that I have for this year. I mean, even with our photographers, we contract photographers out. Um, We handle all the editing in-house because when we first started our business, I was doing, taking all the pictures, editing all, all the pictures. So as we grew and we had to start adding on photographers we needed to keep the the aesthetic the same Mm -hmm. and so they shoot I still edit we keep everything flowing and we have couples that'll say well how do I get to choose my photographer and I want to because they're still in that mind frame of you know what this larger piece is and I just kind of explain to them when you go to Starbucks, you don't care if you go to Starbucks by your house or Starbucks in New, in New York. You want your drink to be your drink. Yeah. It does not matter who is at work that day. Your drink should not be good just because Chad was at work. Like, and that's how we take the approach with our team. No matter what officiant is assigned to your wedding day or photographer, your experience is going to be exactly the same. Because we do accommodate same day and next day bookings for our um, business, we can't base that off of an individual's like one person schedule. Right. Right. And then it's because because if you say, oh, I really want Stephanie, I want to get married tomorrow, and Stephanie's not busy. I mean, Stephanie's booked. Then, as a business owner, I can't base my brand around an individual because too many things can happen. Yeah. You know, you don't care that Chuck is sick at, at, at Target. Somebody needs to get on out lane sick and come <laughs> ring me up because I'm tired of standing in this line. And we explain that to couples and the couples that are with it, they're like, oh yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. We are like, cool. And there are some like, oh, why can't I want to? And we're like, well, you know what? We appreciate you reaching out to us, but we don't want you to have to compromise on your day. Yeah. And so we, we're not a good fit for you. And that's okay. Yeah, that is okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So y'all, it's just like, look, we here to make it easy for y'all. Yes. Like, you want to get married? Like, this is what we're here for. Has anybody like wanted to bring guests along or anything? So we have packages that go up to 20 guests. Okay. So um, if you choose to get married, let, let's just say you wanted to get married at like White Rock Lake. Yeah. We don't do 20 guests there because it's already a public place. It's, it's a whole lot easier if it's just the two of you. Mm-hmm. We can kind of duck off anywhere, get in between something versus trying to fit a crowd into what could already be a crowded space. Mm-hmm. That's why we partner with venues because 
just like your regular wedding day for that time slot that we're there nobody else is is there so you still get that ultra private experience a lot of the times access to like the dressing room beforehand so we still keep a lot of those elements you can do a you know sand ceremony jump the room unity candle your dad can walk you down the aisle like none of those things are off the table um it's just that you have to understand that you are not planning a traditional wedding Mm -hmm. and the price that we charge is reflective of that Mm -hmm. it's key right there (laughs) (laughs) that'll sell somebody right there (laughs) i still get everything but i don't got to pay all that you know those prices okay Yes. Look, I'll sacrifice 150 guests for, Listen, you know. And we, you can set up the Zoom. We offer, you know, you being able to set up Zoom or, face, or Facebook Live and invite yeah. everybody to, to watch from the comfort of their own home. So they're not missing anything. See, that's, and, that's it right there. Why even boom. go any other route? <laughs> like, for yeah. what? Because, you yeah. know, half the time when you're planning a wedding, it becomes more about other people. It becomes yes. more about the guests. And that's where most of your money going to. So yes. this yes. sounds like a very great option. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We like to think so. <laughs> yes. So in addition to being a business owner and a wife, you are a mom and you work a full-time job. Like I yes. still don't understand like just saying all that is like a lot. I know saying it here in our lab, I'm like, ooh. Yes, it's a it's a lot. So, do you feel like you prioritize one role over the other? Each day is different. Okay. On Mondays are what I like to call my admin days for my business, and on those days, the kids are eating cereal. Mm-hmm. On Tuesdays, um, I'm making a big a, a big breakfast. We're probably going to the park. Um, and then when I, but when I, but when we get back home from doing that, then it's, Hey, y'all are kind of on your own to, you know, be quiet and like, kind of just like chill, get to play the game, that, that sort of thing. So each day is something different. Um, and if I'm up against a deadline, then my priority is giving people what they pay for mm-hmm. versus, necessarily being mom at Mm -hmm. that point because my husband is here Mm -hmm. and so he definitely is the situation we are a team and part of his role in our business is because I'm the only person that can edit the pictures and Mm -hmm. do all that sort of thing you can't help me with that so your role in that moment is Maddox and Jackson and so we kind of make kind of make that work kind of like now like I just gave all three of them the talk of don't open this door (laughs) don't come ask me anything please don't um because my husband is good for opening up the door and I'm like he's trying to mouth something to me (laughs) I'm like child I don't know what you're saying yeah Because I don't know what you're talking about, but yes. we just we just make it work. You know, some days when when I get off of here, we're going to the pool, and you know, it is that's what we're doing. Like we're gonna go to the pool when we get done with this, and we're eating chili dogs and chips for dinner because 
I'm on here for an, an, an hour. My husband is in school four full time. He's taking a, a summer class. He works a, a full time job. So we we just make it work how we can. Um, and what really helps is that we do not believe in gender roles at our house. We are very fluid in who does what. Mm-hmm. If I'm in the kitchen and the trash is full. I will take the trash out. Mm-hmm. If you know, if it's time to get the kids ready for bed and my husband needs to wash the kids' hair or something, like he's washing hair because Maddie's hair was long at, at, at one point. Like whatever works to get it done, because ultimately we're trying to get finished so that we can be able to come together at the end of the night. So it's like, let's shut this down. I'm trying to, you know, spend spend some time. <laughs> let's shut this down. So that we can, you know, get to what we, we, we need to do. So. I love that. That sounds very balanced because I would yeah. just imagine, you know, to be just very hectic, but sounds like you have, you know, and that helps when you have a husband who, you know, agrees and, and who's willing to not fall into the gender roles thing. Yes. Because he has moments where he like, uh, and I'm like. <laughs> Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so it, it's it's not always, you know, we are human, and yeah, for and, sure. But we definitely are very intentional at trying our best to be the example for our kids of what a healthy marriage looks like. Um, we have boys, but they are surrounded by wedding stuff all the time and love stuff so they're always talking about you can hear them talking to each other well when I get my wife we're gonna go to Walmart and we're gonna buy toys and we're gonna buy roll so they already kind of have this you know idea of of marriage just because of our business and then you know, they're, they're, they're like, oh, all y'all do is kiss all the time. Like, I'm so tired of that. And I'm just like, well, be tired. <laughs> Take a nap. <laughs> exactly. Take a nap. Because <laughs> I like him. So take a nap. Oh, <laughs> so when it comes to you working full time as yeah. an executive assistant, how do you balance your daily work tasks while managing your business? What takes so, priority over that one? Prior to me work, so we made the decision when we had our kids that both of us, the type of parents that this was before we ever even had Jesse Lope. So our first son was born in December of 2012. Mm-hmm. And then we had our second son in July of 2014. Okay. And so um, we made the decision pretty early on that both of us did not need to be in corporate America um, because that's not the type of parents that we wanted to be as far as the in the involvement level like both of us could not have a strenuous job like somebody had to you know do something that would allow them to be more flexible with the kids okay um because at 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 that time we both were working jobs where like you can get an occurrence if you need if you were late and you know this all this and that and so um he was just like, we have to figure something out. Like, even if it's you taking a pay cut, like, it, I mean, we just got to figure it out. So I was like, well, I should try to work for the school district. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, well, yeah, that would be good. That way, you know, you always be on schedule with the kids. Mm-hmm. And so took a drastic pay cut, um, which at the time, it's God will set you up 
Mm-hmm. Like, and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even know, like, the moves he is making on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And it will just blow your mind because I took a pay cut. And at the time, I'm like, am I really doing this? Like, why? Like, oh, my gosh. Like, everybody else, mama and daddy work, you know, whatever jobs. And they, and they, and they figure it out. Yeah. But little did I know that, you know, years later, my schedule and my flexibility of having a job that I could do in my sleep, mm-hmm. that I'm that I'm paid throughout the summer and I'm off all summer long. I have Thanksgiving break and Christmas break and spring break and, you know, all of these things. And now my kids go to the school that I work at. Oh, wow. So it's just getting up in the morning. We going together when school is out. We leaving together. Mm-hmm. And I'm out off work at three o'clock. So it's just like you work. School is from 7.50 to three o'clock. Yes. And you're done. You know, and it's like, I don't have to take any work home. It's not a, when I leave here, I'm done. So it just allows me to be able to focus on my business yeah. and the flexibility of, it not being something to do all day, all day, all day allows me to be able to respond to an email that comes that comes in for a couple, or you know, if if it's absolutely nothing going on in the office and someone calls, being able to step away from my desk to be able to take a call, mm-hmm. and so it just it works because. During the work day, I can say, you know, our communication is strictly email. I'll respond back to you if you want to get on the call. It, it can be after work, which works for most people's schedules anyway. Mm-hmm. And so it, it it definitely, little did I know yes. how it was going to all come together. Yes. You set yeah. that up really, <laughs> nice, really nicely. Yeah. <laughs> so um, as a mother to two sons, you know, everything that's going on with the Black Lives Matter movement. Yes. How are, how is your family affected, if at all? And how are you managing your household between this and COVID? We have, this is probably the most time we've all spent together mm-hmm. um, being at home because, of course, the schools got shut down. So that meant that I came home. So I went, turned into teacher mom yes. because they were doing the online learning and my job kind of transitioned me to just answering, like answering the calls and kind of funneling some some things through. But COVID definitely affected us in the sense of just taking on a role that I never wanted, which was to be a stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm. and to do homeschooling and that sort of thing. Like, I never wanted that. I wanted to be a stay-at-home wife not a okay. stay-at-home mom like There's a I, mean, I just there is a huge difference like I'm gonna need to go drop y'all off at the school and I'm gonna come back home like I wasn't trying to have all of us in here and so right. it went from everybody doing their own thing to my husband me the kids in the house together all day long mm. and that within itself them first couple of weeks was tough because mm. I'm I'm like whew y'all are a lot this is you know people want to always say I can't believe y'all complaining about being at home with y'all mm-hmm. kids and it's just like but you tell me a time that you can remember for your mom or your mom's mom where 
she didn't have the choice of whether to send her kids to school. She took on the role of being the teacher because she was forced to. Right. Like not because she chose to, because some people love being a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. and home and homeschooling their kids. Mm-hmm. No, ma'am. Right. That was not me. <laughs> I don't want that to be me. But it became me and it was what it was because these are my kids. They have to still learn. Mm-hmm. Got to keep keep it moving. And so we it took us a while to get uh, adjusted, but then it all came to, to, together. Okay. And then, you know, with everything that's going on with Black Lives Matter, I think that as African-American women and men and moms and dads, this isn't something that's new for us as far as being having to be hyper aware of your of your of your surroundings and hyper aware of the police. My husband is six foot seven. He is a large man. My son is seven years old and he is four foot five. My five year old about to be six is four foot three. They're large kids. Yes. And it's always been scary for for me because people have always treated them older than what they are. Mm-hmm. And I've had to let them be known. He's three years old. Like his, I don't care that he's the size of a five-year-old. His attention span is that of a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. His behavior and fallout that he got going on right right <laughs> now is that of a three-year-old. And so mm-hmm. it's just, we've always just kind of had to be on alert, but it is scarier to know that when my boys are teenagers, when my boys are in fifth, sixth grade, they're in first and kinder about to be second and first grade. When they're in fifth and sixth grade, they're probably going to be six feet tall. Mm-hmm. And that's scary mm-hmm. because you're going to, my seven year, my five year old girl got a baby mustache. I'm like, what is, no. what, what is this? What what is happening? What? I'm like, what was on your lips? Is, is, is that dirt? But no, it's like, oh, and they're and when I say they are the brightest children you ever want to see in life, and he got this little baby, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're gonna be that kid, you know? Yeah. And so that that part is scary because mm-hmm. you don't want them to be considered older and what they are and that expectation of their behavior and I feel like as a black mom I'm constantly like if we're out somewhere if I take my kids to a birthday party with other kids mm-hmm. and they're because of the area that we live I work in mm-hmm. um, the school that they go to and their friends are predominantly white mm-hmm. and so when we go places like to the movies and the other kids are like running down the hallway to the movie or something no we don't you're not doing that because they can do that you know it's it's not looked at like oh look at these wild kids but if you do it it's like look how wild he's being or if they're pushing and shoving each other you're head and shoulders over these kids Mm -hmm. So whereas you're just playing, just like they're playing, if they get hurt, it's looking like, mm-hmm. oh, she can't even control her kids. And I hate that for them, Yeah, that in certain social settings, like they can't just be kids because they have to be aware of their bodies and themselves. And we just really, from just as soon as they could understand 
they're bigger than other people. Mm -hmm. They're taller than other people. And so they just have to be mindful of how they play and what can come off as being aggressive. Even when you're not, you're always going to be seen as the aggressor, no matter what, because of your size. And that's, and, and, and that sucks. It does. Because they're no, no matter what, they're kids. Right. But society's not looking at you like you a kid. They not. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. So you also, you recently shared on social media how you're in the season of almost. Yes. And how you finally plan to have your 10-year renewal in Mexico, yes. but it was canceled due to COVID. Tell yes. us what happened. After all this time, <laughs> all these weddings, all these love stories, we finally said, you know what, let's, because I'm, I'm the worst at planning anything for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's because my expectation level for what I envision is just different and it's just kind of hard for me to put that together. And mm-hmm. so we finally settled on, we're going to Mexico, told all our family and, and friends, you know, thought we were being big old grown-ups, paying the pan in full, Ooh. booking flights, you know, Ooh. girl, look, no payment plan. <laughs> like we came through with, with the coin. Yes. <laughs> because it's like, you can pay in full and say $300 or you can, do the payment plan, but it's like an extra three hundred dollars. I'm like, we cashing out, we right? Because we know we going, right? Little Miss Rona said, "Baby girl, <laughs> you're not going anywhere." And so, oh it has been. My husband spent literally weeks on the phone, getting trying to get our money back because the Mexico was like, "Girl, you paid a non-refundable rate, and we don't care what Corona said." We're going to be open by the time your valor do come. <laughs> and the only thing that really saved us is that in the midst of all of that, Southwest canceled our flight. Okay. And so we were, that would, we had to file a dispute with our bank saying like, there's no possible way that we can even go because the flights are canceled. Like we, right. like, so we had to like send over the documentation showing like the flight was canceled and showing like, you know, we were even saying, like, can we just change our date to next year? Yeah. And, you know, we would still, we would still go. And they, and they were like, oh, well, yeah, that's fine. The price difference is like an extra three grand. What? What? How? What? What day? I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, so the bank was like, dispute. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> And I mean, it's like our backs were against the wall. Like yeah. you're not, they were like, you can come and we'll honor your date. But in order to get the same rate that, that you pay, like you have to come by December the 15th. And it's like, who's going anywhere? Exactly. Like, are you not in the, in the same summer? world? Right. Right. Like who, what, where, where is this safe? They about to shut Texas down all yeah. over uh, again. I just read today that Governor Abbott has canceled all elective surgeries. Yeah. So it's just like, this is not getting better. And the last thing I want to do is go to Mexico for seven days and come back sick. Like, mm-hmm. so we are not, we, we were so close and yes. we, we, we never had a, I, I never had a, a vow, a bachelorette party or bridal shower or any of those things. So my girls have planned 
all of this stuff. And the weekend of my bridal shower, um, the week prior, my husband's grandmother passed. And so the weekend of the bridal shower ended up being her funeral, which was March the 14th. So we pushed it back to the next week. And then the next week, everything was shut down because of COVID. Everything was shut down because of COVID. So that meant that the bachelor, the bridal shower was canceled, the bachelorette party was canceled, the wedding was canceled, and literally, and my husband's grandmother passed, and that was like the worst thing ever. And that was that's been hard. Still, so, but I I do think that when we initially went to City Hall. I will always wonder, like, you know, why, why was that me? You know, and so, but had I not went to City Hall, I would have never known there was such a void in the market that needed to be filled. Mm-hmm. And so that, in turn, has led to so many opportunities. And then I feel like with everything with, so when I talk to Brock, it's like I really understand the budget part. I really understand like where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like with this whole situation with COVID, it's like so many of their weddings were canceled and then so was mine. And so here we are again with me being able to say, no, like I do get what you're saying. Like Mm -hmm. I'm living that same thing. I get what you mean about not getting your, your deposit back or the venue holding you to bike. So I just feel like it it was it was meant to happen that way mm-hmm. because it allows me to connect very personally with my couples. And it's not a situation where I'm just trying to sell you mm-hmm. on on something. And I tell people all the time, like me having my full-time job has allowed me to become a stronger businesswoman because I'm not chasing the money. And Mm -hmm. if you don't want to book, I'm okay with that because this isn't paying any bills in here. Mm -hmm. And now our business has grown enough to where when I do go full full time, I've built up enough confidence over the years and I have a proven track record of what we offer to know Mm -hmm. if you want, if this is not what you want to do, do not feel pressured. Like I'm not trying to sell anybody on anything. Mm -hmm. It's a very personal choice. And if that's not what you choose, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I think that to any woman listening that owns a business or thinking about owning a business, like don't chase the money, mm-hmm. like set your foundation for what it is that you want to do. Because when you start trying to tell this person that you will do this special for them and this special for them and this special for them, like you can't keep up with all of that stuff and something's going to fall between the cracks. But mm-hmm. if you tell people I offer A, B, C, and B, Mm-hmm. you know you're gonna execute any, anything that you do on that day that's extra is just that extra mm-hmm. and but you're gonna get exactly what you paid for mm-hmm. and I just think that not chasing the money will will, will get you all the money it it will because you're <laughs> not making no money you know yes in the beginning but yes. Loving what you're doing, you know, yes. that's what's going to keep you going so that you can eventually make some yes. money. <laughs> yes. So if you're chasing yes. the money, you're going to get discouraged and you're going to start, you know, doing you're all kinds of crazy off. things yes. for the dollars. Yes. 
that was me. I was trying to, oh yeah, okay, y'all, y'all, y'all want to do this? Oh, okay, and it's like tire yourself what? out, burn yourself and, out, right? And you like, I only charge them what? Yeah, oh, heck no, <laughs> exactly. So do you still do you think you'll try to have your wedding again? Do you think no. you know maybe after COVID or you just like I'm done? You know what, Tia? I honestly, like me and my husband were having this conversation, and I was like. For the last 10 years, having a wedding in some capacity has occupied my mind and my heart. Like, it's time for me to, like, allow that space to be filled with something else. Like, I can't. Like, it has literally, that's been 10 years of my life. Like, trying to plan a wedding or plan a vow renewal and do this and, and, and do that. It has, that's not even an exaggeration of 10 years. Mm-hmm. It is time for me to move on to something else. And when the world opens back up and things are normal uh, again, that might be two, three years from now. Mm-hmm. And we and we decide, hey, you know what? We we going to Paris. Like, let's just, I'm going to buy a dress. You get your tux. Like, we are going to Paris. Let's book a photographer. Let's renew our vows. Like, if that, if that happens, cool. But mm-hmm. I'm so... Kind of just past it, yeah, girl. Listen, <laughs> this wedding is like that Debbie dude that you keep on trying to take back, and you know he's sorry. And every time you take him back, something happens. It is like, sis, let him go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that is how I feel. It's like, sis, let it go for now. Oh my gosh! So, based on your experience with the whole wedding situation. Why do you think people get caught up more into the wedding than they are the actual marriage? Ooh, because it's fun to plan a wedding. It's fun to, I like to call it play pretend. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the time, a lot of the hours that couples spend planning their wedding, they're looking at stuff that they'll never be able to afford. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they're looking at venues that will never be on their list. And they're looking at decor that will never happen. So it's fun being able to play pretend Mm -hmm. and then it's fun being able to go look at all of these places what's not fun is having these hard conversations about the life that you want to have to to, together and I really do believe that before couples ever even get engaged Mm -hmm. they should go through premarital counseling because by it's like levels to breaking up right mm-hmm. so like if you are dating somebody and y'all break up and somebody like what happened to uh chad and you're like oh girl we broke up mm-hmm. but if y'all get engaged mm-hmm. it's like well what happened to chad i thought y'all were getting married like what happened mm-hmm. now it's like you didn't call off an engagement mm-hmm. then don't don't tell nobody you didn't got divorced you know so it's just like a lot of people go through with marriages and engagements that should have broken up. Mm-hmm. And you have, if you can imagine investing the time to buy a ring, commit mm-hmm. to getting married, have planned a wedding, and then two, three months before you get married, now y'all going through pre premarital counseling and all these red flags are coming up. Yep. But you're in too deep at that point. Mm-hmm. And literally, I had a friend tell me she was 
they, her and her fiance, husband now, um, she said that she would rather get a divorce than call off her wedding because she had spent so much money mm-hmm. on, and other people had given her so much money yeah. um, to go towards her wedding. And she said she would rather get a divorce than yeah. call her wedding off and just listen. This <laughs> both that into existence. And, but literally, just from seeing their situation, it really just made me think like, there has to be something more that I can do besides, you know, just marrying these people mm-hmm. and giving them the option of having that, you know, those premarital coaching sessions to really mm-hmm. dig deep and ask those tough questions. Because I think that we all kind of go into things with this glass half full mindset. But what if one of you get sick and you and they can't go to work? Like how comfortable are, are you taking on that mm-hmm. whole load? What if you can't have kids because of either one of you? Like, is that a deal breaker? Is adoption mm-hmm. open? Like, do you want to adopt only a small baby? Would you adopt an older child? Would you foster? Like, these are all things that mm-hmm. need to be discussed. Like, yeah. if our parents needed to come live with us, like, what would that look 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 like if they get older? Like, these are. This is so much more than what's your favorite color like or what kind of house should should we buy like again mm-hmm. those are the fun things like let's yeah. pick out a home and towel and flooring and chandeliers yeah. but what happens when we get into to this house and we are having all of these situations there's so many couples that don't even and not saying that this is a bad thing but they don't even know like how much money their spouse makes Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are finances like? Like, what is that going to like really having these in-depth conversations? Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer that you should spend more time planning for your marriage than you do planning for your wedding. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, whew, because again, things that I did not do, you know, I'm not telling people this because I just think I'm so cool and high and mighty. No, yeah. it took it takes a lot to get to 10 years of marriage. Let me tell you, it's a whole lot of extra falling out and and, <laughs> and I, things that had we discussed beforehand, just kind of knowing what the other person's mind frame was, mm-hmm. we could have avoided, you know. And mm-hmm. when I met my husband, he was 19. And mm-hmm. so I was 22. When you get together young and you have to grow up in front of somebody else, it is hard. Mm-hmm. Because you're both not coming into the, the, the situation being who you are. You're still trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. So you add that in to figuring out who you are in front of somebody else and adding parenthood and just the trials and tribulation of every day. Mm-hmm. It is so difficult and that will break a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And we have been so fortunate to stay the course and know that this this is it like there is no other option like we need to figure it figure it out right and we've come a long way but I I feel like had we done some form of premarital counseling prior to getting married a lot of the things that came up in our marriage um would have been talked about like what wouldn't have been so difficult yeah yeah 
I agree. Um, it's funny you talk about, you know, your friend because I just did an interview with my line sister who mm-hmm. got a divorce and she said she knew on her wedding day that she oh, yeah. did not want to get married. But because mm. of, you know, fearing embarrassment because you did invite all these people, you know, yeah. and then you, you also have people who, you know, are engaged or in a relationship and they're kind of like in a la-la land because yes. they have issues but they're hoping that marriage fixes those issues. So it's kind of like, like you said, like having some type of counseling or some type of situation that forces you to have those tough conversations. Yes. But my question to you is like, what about the couple that's indifferent on marriage coaching or marriage counseling where one partner doesn't see the value in it? For instance, the wife is willing to go, but the mm-hmm. husband doesn't see the benefits. What benefits can you share for this counseling or marriage co- coaching that you offer? Well, we tell couples is if one of you is on is on the fence, then we do what I like to call like a like boot camp where it's one session. Okay. And during that one session, like we're like we're together for like three hours. Mm-hmm. But we dive into so many topics and beforehand I'll before we even start I'll ask the whoever is the one that really doesn't want to be there mm-hmm. like things that they want to talk about because when you kind of turn it around to make it about the person who kind of is on the fence about doing it then they're a lot more open I know some people just flat out say I don't believe in counseling like that's not something you know that black people do right. telling folks our business because we're raising this Mm-hmm. This thought process of what happens in this house stays in in this house. And so anytime that happens, I always tell the other person, like, if you want me to talk to them beforehand and just kind of shed some light on what it is, this is a judgment-free zone. It's very fun. Like, my my personality won't even allow it to be stuffy. Like, we, we about to talk about it. And mm-hmm. the guys typically love when we get on the topic of sex. And so, so sometimes, like, we'll, we'll start with that topic just because that'll kind of get them going for everything else. And mm-hmm. so the program that we use is called Simbis. And so before you, you ever even start, you get this um, assessment that you take where you're answering all these different questions. Mm-hmm. And so that gets people hyped to to want to be like, okay, well, I wonder what my results were mm-hmm. from it. So that really helps get people engaged in it. And it's just like, even if you don't necessarily want to do the coaching piece, like mm-hmm. just see what your results are for the type of mindset that you, mm-hmm. that you have. And, you know, like what are some things that you're at risk for? Like even just as your individual self. Yeah. And so- we offer that for engaged couples, married couples, dating couples. We like to do like little marriage boot, boot camps. We'll have couples that are already married, take the assessment, and then we'll get together. We're together for like three hours, all, all through Zoom, and we just go over like the results of the, the, of the test. And it's always so interesting because somebody will put something, other person like, what? Wait, wait, wait a minute. And then they'll agree on so many things, but they'll see like, we're not doing so, so, so bad after all, because yeah. you take the assessment separately. Yeah. And it's like, you realize like, man, a lot of the stuff that we dealing with is like really petty. So 
it definitely provides a morale booster okay for a lot of married couples um and yeah so it is i definitely feel like a great in investment into your marriage for so. sure and speaking of marriage, like, again, you've been married about to be 10 <laughs> years. So yes. what advice can you give to the women listening who maybe just got married or are in their third year of marriage? After 10 years of marriage, what advice do you give to the other women out there? Have as much sex as you possibly can, um, <laughs> because most men, that is their love language. Like, they want to get it in. And so... <laughs> being open the more time that passes the busier you'll become you'll have kids and just making that time for the two of you is so important but the most important thing i would say to anybody that's married is do not lose yourself mm -hmm. because when i first got married for a very long time if you asked me to introduce myself i would say hi my name is jennifer I've been married for five years. I have two kids. Like that was my identity. Yeah. And I couldn't understand like why I was like kind of sad all mm -hmm. the like kind of had this like little sadness behind me. And I realized it's because I needed something for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I needed something that was just Jennifer's that was not tied to anybody else's mood mm -hmm. that I that I controlled. And whether that is you want to start a business or whether you just want to work out, go for your walks, you do crossword puzzles. I don't care what it is. Like you need something for you because it's so important to have your own identity outside of being somebody's wife and mom. Mm -hmm. And I think that that and just making sure you and your spouse are as connected as possible because the kids are going to leave. They're going to start their own life the way we're living our life and our parents are where they, where they are. And so it's so important to keep on dating, keep on having date nights, be intentional. Don't be afraid to try new things together. Say you're sorry, like, and mean it and change the behavior, you know, and, and realize that we are not perfect. Mm -hmm. We all are going to make mistakes. You decide how big of a mistake you want to, you want to forgive. And if you forgive it, leave it where it's at. Mm. Because nothing's worse than telling somebody I forgive you and then you you, you talking about it every day, all day. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like, it's like, are, are, am I sorry or not? Like, I said I was stopping leaving my shoes in the middle of the floor and you said, oh, okay. And then now you keep on saying, mm-hmm. I hope you ain't leave your shoes in the middle of the floor today. It's just like, but I... I thought you said you was over that. Right. I thought, I thought we were done with that. Okay. We still on it. All right. We still on that. Okay. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. Well, we'll just take a small break. We'll be right back. We got to go pay some bills real quick. Hey girl. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by the millennial wives club. We are a community of supportive women who just so happen to be millennial wives. Hence the name. We are actually more than just wives. We are mothers, we are bosses, we are friends, we are leaders in our community, daughters, sisters, and so much more. Despite the name, the Millennial Wives Club, you do not have to be a wife to join the club, but you do have to aspire to be a wife. If you are a woman 
who has a passion for connecting and supporting like-minded women, looking for a tribe to remind you that you are not alone, and don't mind going places with strangers who turn into sister friends, join us. Just go to the website, themillennialwivesclub.com slash join the club for more details on how to join your local chapter or how to start your own. All right, girl, we'll see you then. Now let's get back into the show. All right, we are back. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us all this knowledge, you know, 10 years of marriage, you know, how to pivot during COVID with your business, with everything that you have going on. So for the people who are out there, well, for the women who are out there who had their weddings scheduled similar to you, but who had to cancel due to COVID, what advice do you have for them for the women out there who had to postpone their wedding due to COVID? My biggest piece of advice is if having a large wedding is important to you, wait. Don't let anybody tell you that you need to lower your guest count and just get and get married now. Your vision is your vision. And if that's always been your vision and you feel like anything else will make you feel like you've settled, then wait. If you're okay with the fact of Oh, it's fine. You know, we can we can do something different. Then look at alternatives. But my biggest piece of advice is do not let anybody talk you into doing something that you truly do not want to do. Because it is the two of you, the two of the two of y'all's day. Like nobody else has a say in that. And even me as a person that runs a company that specializes in small weddings. I don't want you to feel like you're settling by, you know, working with, with, with me. I would much rather you reach out, get the information and me, and me tell you, this don't sound like something you want to do, do because I know the, how important it is to have something that you want, not what somebody convinced you on. I'm a good salesperson. I, I could tell you if I wanted to, to sell you, but I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. I think that, if you've had your heart set and you know you want to see, you want 200 people to see you walk down the aisle and ooh and ah, and you want everybody on the dance floor and all of these things, stick to what you want and just push the date back. But don't let anybody talk you out of your dream. And if you do want to do something smaller, Holla at your girl. Holla <laughs> at your girl because she done sold me on it. I'm like, shoot, let, what, what can I do? What can I do to like, have an experience? <laughs> I, did, I think even after having an actual wedding, I definitely would have been down for something like this. So, yeah. yes. Well, thank you again for sharing your story with us and introducing us to your business. Thank you. We are out of here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. No problem. (laughs) Bye, guys. Well, all right, friends. That's all I got. Until next time, thank you for tuning in to Women in Transition. I am your host, Tia Davidson. I hope you enjoyed the show. For show notes and submission of questions, please visit www.accordingtotia.com. But before you do that, Can you do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast? And while you're there, leave a rating and a review 
on iTunes. I would really appreciate your feedback and your support. And if you're not already following me at According to Tia or at the Millennial Wives Club, you are missing out. I'll catch you on the next episode. Watching what I feed my mind, good energy, good energy. And I let go the people that's no good for me.